Thank you for tuning in. This is the Fit Minute Podcast, where we talk all things health, fitness, and lifestyle. And now for the show. Welcome back. I'm your host, Gabby Mazar. And on today's episode, I have Kyle Newell. He's the owner of Newell Strength. Uh, welcome to the show today. How are you doing? I'm doing great, Gabby. Thank you for having me. I'm looking forward to this. Yeah, thanks for coming on the show. Um, you work a lot with fasting and mindset and mind mapping. So uh, we're going to get into that today. But I want you to first uh, introduce yourself and talk a little bit about yourself, who you are and what you do. Sure. So I live in New Jersey. We pretty much grew up here. We were born in Michigan, moved out here in the late 80s. Me and uh, my family, I have three brothers. So that was uh, pretty cool growing up. We're all close in age, all born between 80 and 85 all athletes and whatnot. So I got into training a pretty early age, you know, through sports and then high school. I, I mean, I fell in love with fitness. You know, I was doing all the bodybuilding magazines and all this stuff order. And I remember ordering my first book on strength. It was a mail order book from the back of a bodybuilding magazine. It was a Bulgarian training system, but it was like, I was really loved it. I fell in love with it. And then from there, I went to college, didn't really know what I wanted to do. Got a fitness management degree. Didn't really learn too much with that. And then uh, worked with Rutgers football, strength and conditioning. Then went back to school for phys ed, you know, right after that. So I was still trying to figure everything out. A year in, while I'm competing in bodybuilding, decided to start my personal training business at the time. Um, to the point now where that's grown, I started, resigned from teaching in 2012. We've got two gyms. It's small group personal training, what we do at our brick and mortar. Focus a lot on the mindset. Focus a lot on the fasting. Uh, I've got three children. Three, you know, seven, five, and three, two boys and a girl. Got a, a beautiful wife who uh, she we met through teaching. She's since resigned as well from teaching. So we've uh, had to have a really uh, good life and good lifestyle so far. And a lot of my methods are unconventional, you know, and it's just stuff I've learned throughout the years. I've had a lot of great coaches that I've that I've hired to coach myself. I've, I've really always tried to go the unconventional road, not not just to challenge, but I, that's my nature. I'm a challenger. And I try to see, okay, what works. And I test everything on myself. And then I teach it to people. That's a little bit about me. So I want to go into a little bit about fasting because some people swear by it. Some people don't don't think it's fabulous. But tell me a little bit about fasting, kind of what you've learned and what you think about it and how your method of fasting works for people, like what the process is and, and why it could be a game changer. Yeah, sure. So I, I came across, I'd heard of fasting when I was competing in bodybuilding. I w always had the same misconceptions that most people have. Oh, it's going to slow my metabolism. I'm going to lose muscle. I can't do this. 2014, I was coming back from a, a really horrific knee you know, slash leg injury in 2012. In 2014, I said, you know what? I'm going to put this injury behind me and I'm going to get back on stage. And I want my wife to see me compete. She'd never see me compete. I'm about halfway through the prep. So I'm Eight weeks in, so I got eight weeks left. I would take about sixteen weeks. And at that point, Gabby, I would have to pretty much starve myself to get lean, like as ripped as I need to, like fifteen hundred calories a day, because I'd mess myself up so many times prior. That's what I did. That's what I was taught, and it was just miserable. So I'm reading this book by this guy named Lyle McDonald at the time, and he's talking about our stubborn fat. And for women, it's typically our glutes and our thighs. For men, it's typically love handles, lower abs. And he goes on to say, okay, it, it's a different type of fat cell receptor, some kind of alpha receptor, and it's got a very poor blood supply. And that's the first step of fat loss. You got to get the blood in to mobilize it. And he says, the research shows the only way to increase blood flow to those areas is through fasting. Next day, it just clicked in my head. The next day I adopted it. And I went to what people 
uh, you know, probably more people are familiar with. I did like a 16-8. So I did the same amount of food. I was tracking everything. Went from four meals to two meals. And immediately I noticed a difference in my, my hunger, my energy levels, and my ability to maintain somewhat of that shape for the couple months after the contest throughout the summer. Whereas years prior, I would put on 35, 40 pounds a week after a show because I would just program my body to do that. So I did that type of fasting, a 16 to a 20 hour fast, pretty much for the next five years. In 2019, I dove back into the research. We were doing a fat loss contest, you know, me and the staff. And I started doing longer form fasting, like 48, 72s. And pretty much that whole first summer of 2019, I did a 72 hour fast every week to experiment, see what happens. Got down to six and a half percent body fat. It was almost like non-effort. It was completely different than dieting. And, and you know, I went all in on the research and I created my Panda Method, my Panda Diet book. And it's not, a, I explain to people, I use the word diet because people are familiar with that, but I don't look at this as a diet. Now I've been doing this almost four years. You can't diet for four years, right? It's a lifestyle. And the fasting, metabolically, it takes a different road than if we cut calories and play that game. We play that game where people will say, okay, you're going to go into starvation mode if you fast. That actually happens when we cut calories and do all that because metabolic rate will slow uh, lower to match what you're putting in and your main hunger hormone ghrelin will continue to rise. So eventually I don't care who you are, you're going to break, right? It's just, a, and that's what happened to me in, in bodybuilding. And I would keep getting heavier each time I'd have right. a new set point. Exactly. With fasting. Yeah. It, it, it's your programming the body with fasting, especially with the longer form that I teach, you get into 24, 48, your metabolic rate actually goes up five to 13% and ghrelin goes down over time. So the exact opposite thing happens. So it's really cool. But the main thing, this is where, you know, the body changes dramatically. I have people that go through it. We have like six-week programs we run with that. A lot of women that uh, have struggled, you know, they hit plateaus, menopausal, premenopausal, postmenopausal. Kyle, nothing's working. Do you think this will work? Let's give it a shot because we're really controlling insulin, which has a trickle-down effect on everything else. And these women do great. They smash through barriers. The symptoms uh, lessen greatly. But to me, Gabby, the main thing is the discipline and the self-mastery with the fasting. Because it's uncomfortable, right? It's a little bit uncomfortable. So I have people really work on the mind and it, it's, it gives people control over this one part of their life where they may have failed many times before with nutrition. And with the mind mapping that I teach about habits, I make it black or white. That's part of the panda symbology. It's not, let me see how I feel. Let me try to do like portion control. It's like, if you're fasting, you're fasting. If you're eating, it's a feast. So fasting or feasting, but the, the mindset is really where that's what I really focus on gain control of your mind, which will lead to self-mastery. So I know that was a lot, uh, but uh, yeah, something I love to talk about. Yeah. Well, we're not talking about long extended periods of calorie cutting, like years of low calories. We're talking no. about, you know, 24, 48, maybe even longer periods. You know, I've heard of some people even doing like 40 days, oh, yeah. but we're not talking about years of, you know, a thousand calories, 1100, 1200 calories. No. We're talking about short periods of time. So, you know, obviously when you're cutting calories and a low amount of calories for a long period of time, yes, you're training your body that that's all your body is going to get. Sure. But if you're doing that in short periods of time, like you said, you know, you're doing that short period of, of fasting and your body reacts differently. Yeah. So, for sure. Uh, and I know intermittent fasting definitely works for, for people very well. So it's, uh, you know, it's a different kind of diet, as you say, for sure. And it, it can, it can help with insulin resistance as well. Yeah. Uh, so it does, it can help with diabetics very well. So it, there it's are a lot of benefits that people have seen definitely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 It's pretty and, cool. 
you talk about mindset and mind mapping and it can be very difficult to do those sort of diets or those sort of um, long periods of time without eating, especially when we've been trained mm -hmm. to eat, you know, morning, noon and night or, you know, three times, four times a day. Uh, so how do you help to train your clients or help to get people out of that mindset and to work on changing those patterns? Yeah, great question. So the first thing, like when we do our Panda Challenge, it's six weeks, right? And I start people out in the deep end of the pool. I say, okay, we can start with like a 16-hour fast, but that's not going to do much for you. So I, I throw them right into a 48. So we, we literally start right at the gate with that. And I do that to build their confidence and for them to see, hey, I'm not going to die when I do this. It's not actually that bad. And I tell them, guys, the first one you do, because you don't know what to expect, is the hardest. I, we haven't put different salts in our water, salt, potassium, sea salt, potassium, baking soda. And I throw, so I throw them right in. And I say, guys, in these six weeks, anytime you feel those hunger pangs, right? And that's part of the, the hormonal signal. You have to reframe that as this is what fat loss feels like, and it's not going to last that long. So I have them do a lot of reframing as far as, okay, I feel a little bit hungry. Don't cave to that, right? It's just a signal. It's like an emotion. So I have them work on that, and then I have them really recognize that food is a drug. Okay, It affects the internal biochemical hormonal environment. So let's just be mindful of that. Let's enjoy it when it's time to enjoy it, but let's be mindful of that. And your body fat is a food source, right? So that kind of ties back into the hunger. I'm like, so... If you even had 10 extra pounds, which is not much, right? If you're already pretty lean, if you only had 10 pounds of fat to lose. But that would equate to about 35,000 calories that you got to give your body a reason to tap into. So we do that. And in, in the lessons that I teach, teach them weekly, I, I explain the fasting in different ways because I wanted them to connect the dots. I wanted them to own this and say, okay, this is what's going on. This is how it's working. And then I also teach them about how the brain forms habits, right? That's what the mind mapping is um, that I was, I was fortunate enough to learn is it, it's the science of how your brain forms habits, right? That's what it's all about. If you can't form a habit around anything that that you know I teach or, or you teach, it doesn't make sense. Why do it, right? It doesn't make sense to do like a mm -hmm. three-week thing that, hey, at the end of it, what are you going to do? You're going to go back to what you're doing before potentially. Well, so it's really about do, that. Yeah. That's why we do six weeks. That's why we always do like a six-week challenge or some yeah. things in six or eight weeks because that's you're forming that habit in those six exactly. or eight weeks, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you get it, you get it to kind of cement in and Mm -hmm. By the end of that, because that's a common question, I, well, what do I do after this? I said, by the end of the six weeks, we'll go over that, but it'll be clear to you what you wanted to continue with. Right. You know, you'll know. You'll know by that point. But it's really, you know, with the mindset, I, it, to me, it's about connecting those dots to self-awareness. Like, I want you to be aware of what you're doing, you know. And with the fasting, I find they have to go inward, right? Because you don't have that, oh, I had a bad day. Let me have a little bit of a snack. You got to go inward. And this is, you know, with fasting, why I believe it's been taught in every religion ever, it's it's part of the scripture at some point, and it, it's kind of been taken away from us in, in some ways, but it was more of a spiritual thing, right? Going inward when you do it, like Jesus fasted 40 days, right? Yeah, Buddha fasted. So you look at all this stuff, and that's the stuff I really want people to do. It's it's more about the mind and the spirit. The body will change, right? But it's let, let's get that stuff on track. Mm-hmm. And it, it doesn't necessarily have to be linked to religion, but but it is a spiritual thing. I mean, it's spiritual in in a sense yeah. that you know, bringing yourself back to what's going on in your head. Why are you necessarily eating the way you're yeah. eating? Why are you necessarily thinking the way that you're thinking? Why are these patterns created in your in in your head? And why are you continuing these negative patterns? Because you have to think about it. 
you have to consider why your why those patterns are your patterns and now yeah. you don't have food to turn to as your as your go-to right yeah yeah definitely yeah, yeah you gotta look look inside how do you how do you take these two pieces with fasting and mind mapping and bring them together with your training and your training clients so when they're when they're doing that the fasting protocol whether they're going through the challenge or they're just doing it you know a lot of our clients will say i want to do it so we teach them that but to me the gateway as far as really accessing the mind a lot of besides the fasting is the physical challenges right to working out so my belief is okay wherever you're at we have to get a little bit uncomfortable in the workout right and that to me is once you get people around that mindset that that's what you're chasing like a lot of people get to that point and and they're like oh, i gotta back off it's uncomfortable but it's just really your brain telling you to stop your body can keep going most of the time right so it's okay guys when you get to that point in the workout and you're uncomfortable, that's where the growth happens. And again, it's more about what's happening in your mind. What can you do? Building that mental toughness. Like I'm all about let's let's build mental toughness because if you do that every day, now all of a sudden life gets easier for you, right? And, and fasting gets easier. It just becomes more like a almost like a stoic philosophy. Like I'm going to be a little bit uncomfortable every day and I'm willing to do that. And I find that with the training, the mindset and the fasting, it, it's a real nice triangle where people, you know, for me, no matter what's going on in my life, I know I'm fasting, right? So that's a foundational thing that I, it gives me just a little bit of mental mastery that I tap into. I'm like, you know, I'm doing this. doesn't matter if I feel like it or not. And then a lot of the clients buy into that ideology. And it, 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 I find with teaching them about the mind too, once they know how their, their this operating system works, you know, on, on, a, on a basic level, they just become more self-aware and realize, okay, wait a minute, I'm anxious. Well, maybe you're having too much thoughts about the future, right? So I, we teach them that stuff, you know, just to be more aware. But I think it's a, it's that holistic approach. And I mm -hmm. think it really helps our clients. Yeah, I love that. I think I definitely try and teach that a lot too. I think uh, one thing I try to come across to, to clients or just in general is that the first time you do something is going to be the worst time you do something too. So if you slip up, say, you know, you do try going 48 hours and you can't, it's okay. You try again. That's you it. know, yeah. because you might not make it the first time, you might not make it the second time, but the third time you get it down. Yeah. And the fourth time you're even better. And the fifth time you're killing it, you know? Yeah. You're you're never going to be perfect the first time you do something. If we were perfect the first time we do something, then we would never do anything at all. Because why are we trying to do anything, you know? It wouldn't mean anything. <laughs> it wouldn't mean anything because we're, we constantly are trying to improve. We constantly have to get better at something. And and that comes along with, you know, things, things like fasting or things like diet or things like cooking and and exercising and you're you always have to improve on what you're doing so that goes along with pushing yourself a little bit further and getting in that uncomfortable and even even coming into that space of bringing yourself into the world outside of health and fitness you know you have to push yourself a little bit further and be uncomfortable to improve in life to get a little bit better to get that promotion in your job just you know maybe you know having kids and having families and doing whatever it is you're always pushing that limit to improve in whatever it is in life so you know taking this aspect and the holistic approach to that transfers into other areas of your life as well definitely yeah that's spot on that is, is, is this is like to carry over to the rest of your life you know the gym is your greatest teacher it has been for me anyway and, and 
I love what you said about like, I always tell people what a fast, it's a practice, right? It's not a finale. It's a practice. You're going to have days where you do better. You do. And it's a practice in the process. The beauty is in the process with any of this stuff we're doing, right? That's it's happiness is the path. It's not a destination we get to. Now I'm going to be happy because I'm making a million dollars a year. It's like, if you ain't happy on the way there, you're not going to be happy when you get there. Right. You know, so really getting clear on that stuff. But that's that's beautiful the way you said it. And I think that people find, too, the benefits of it and down the road, how they feel later. You don't realize it when you're going through the process, but you look back and think, wow, how has this affected my life? I'm I have less anxiety. I'm happier. I have more energy. I I just feel better. My relationships are better. Just in general, your life has more meaning because you're healthier and happier and feel better. You sleep better. All the things, those things add up together to give you a more meaningful, better life. And and I don't think you think about it when you're not doing those things. You think things are fine. But then you go through that process. You're still not thinking about it. But when you've been through that process and you look back, you go, I didn't even realize that I was there. I didn't even realize that that was the position that I was in or that I was feeling those things. But now I realize that that's where I was and I don't ever want to be there again. Yeah. That's self-awareness. Yeah. It's huge. Yeah. You're, you're definitely, you definitely find that self-awareness for sure. And yeah. I think that's huge. I think, and I don't think that people realize that either, especially during, you know, through exercise and through, through a health journey. I don't think people realize that that self-awareness comes with that as well. I mean, I think people in the industry know that because we've been doing that our whole lives. Yeah. But, you know, it really is a journey through finding yourself and finding what makes you healthy and happy and wanting to live your best life. I know that's like, you know, yeah. this the cliche thing to say, but but it really is because you want to be able to live longer and live better and healthier just all around. Yeah. Yeah. It, 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 I, I agree with exactly what you're saying. It's it's that like, people just came here for the training and, and this is some. Um, I told uh, from day one, like 20 years ago, when I started training people in a month, I should be able to teach you what you need to know where you could go do this on your own. Right. But then what happens, and I'm sure you experience people stay with you for a long time and they, they know what to do with the training, but why are they staying? Right. It's more than the trend. The physical is just like the doorway into the self-awareness and, and the journey of being a better person. Right. right? And if they, if they let that, that, that's why to me, like physical fitness is the foundation you know, that is the foundation. Your body is a temple. You have to treat it like that. If you don't do that, you're not going to, you'll never achieve high levels of self-awareness. Mm -hmm. I mean, I have clients who've been with me five, 10, 13 years, and some of Amazing. them even have their own certifications and still yeah. come to me two to three times a week because it's, it's that connection that you have and that support system that you have that they've become the person that you know they want to be there with you even though they do stuff on their own they still have that accountability of being with you yeah and i think that's awesome because you as a coach right you you evolve right in the person's eyes and the client's eyes and they're coming to you because they're tapping into something that they're not getting anywhere else you know and it's whether it's it's your mindset or just your energy or whatever it is you're you i think that's that's so cool when that happens with the client I think it's something you don't get on your own either. I think 
when you work out on your own, which I think everybody should do, obviously, I think everybody should, should do their own thing as well. But I think when you have the accountability of someone else, someone else, whether it's you go to the gym with someone else or having a trainer, you have the accountability of someone else that is giving you support, not just, you know, maybe not just like emotional support, but support in, in keeping you there and, you know, just having that person that that can push you a little bit further and Huge. maybe be there when you're having bad days or whatever it may be. It's it's that person that that is really your partner in your healthy journey in life, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it's huge. I mean, I've always had my own coaches, you know, since 2008 uh, coaching me. You know, like I'll hire people that I vibe with them. And I think it's so important that we all have somebody like that in our life. Yeah. So you also have another book on patella tendon recovery. Let's touch a little bit on that. Can you talk a little bit about yeah. that and why you, why you wrote a book on that? Yeah, it's crazy. So 2012, when I was still teaching, right? So that wound up being my last year of teaching. We weren't, uh, my wife and I knew I was going to stop teaching eventually because I was just, I was running the gym and I would be there before school, teach. And then, I, you know, I loved it. It was phys ed. I loved it. It was K to four. I loved the kids. But anyway, one of those nights, it was in April of 2012, playing in a men's league basketball game. I was sprinting down the court after one of my students' fathers, actually, like he was on the other team. And my left leg just, boom, exploded. I was, in, I was in excruciating pain. They wound up calling the game. They had to call an ambulance. Guys are coming over, covering their eyes. And I'm like, what the hell? Like, I, I didn't know. I was like, this... I, I'd never heard of a ruptured patellar tendon. I, you know, this is my field, but it's just not a common thing. Took me to the hospital. Anyway, it winds up. So usually if you rupture a tendon, it'll come off the bone. Any any tendon, that's usually how it happens. Mine mm -hmm. snapped in the middle, vertically and horizontally. And my IT band snapped three ligaments, knee capsule blew out. Ugh. It was just horrific. Yeah, it was bad. I was in a wheelchair and you know, I had the surgery. But I'm looking for stuff. I'm like, there's nothing out there on this injury. So it was scary. Like the doctors didn't know that much about it. I couldn't find anything. It wasn't like an ACL where there's a lot of information. So the, um, Louis Simmons, Westside Barbell, I you know connected with Louis a few times, but he had done it in the 80s. I found that out just to read an article. So I got in touch with Louis. He kind of started giving me some direction on how to really recover from this thing. But I decided during that period of time to document everything I was doing and turn I turned it into a book. So I always believe with the mind, right? Reframe every situation. Turn this into something that other people can use. And literally, I've, I've been able to help, you know, this week alone, there's two guys in Europe that, I, that I've got on the phone with that have bought the book, you know, all over the world that have had, and it's the same thing. They're like, there's nothing out there. So I, a lot of my early YouTube stuff or mid YouTube was on that injury. And then oddly enough, though, 2014, right after that bodybuilding show, when I did, uh, you know, got into the fasting that November, I did the same exact thing to my other leg, playing basketball. Almost identical injury. Bizarre. So it's just a freak thing. Could be genetic, whatever. But I wrote the book on it, and um, it's just it's been really able to help a lot of people. So it's been cool. You know, it's been a neat thing. Yeah, it's it's. I think people get really strange injuries that you never heard of. I had a client who tore her glute muscle off her lesser trochanter, like completely mm. the entire muscle popped yeah, right never, off playing pickleball, but I never <laughs> heard, I'd never heard of this. I was like, how is that even possible? Wow. How, like, how does the muscle come off of the bone? Like never heard of this. Never heard of that. And um, yeah, playing pickleball. 
So be careful all you pickleball players. Um, but it's a it's a dangerous sport. Yeah. But she went to a few different doctors and none of them would even touch it. None of them. They said, nope, it's just going to be like that forever. So she just had this sagging muscle in her mm. butt. And she finally found a doctor that would reattach it. And now she does Pilates, uh, you know, a couple times a week and she's completely rehabbed. It took her about, I'd say about a year of physical therapy and then about another six months for her to not be in pain. Um, but she's, she's doing great, but it's, there was nothing on it. There's nothing on it because who'd have, nobody's heard of, I mean, it's like nobody would touch it. Nobody wanted to do anything with it. And, you know, there's just things that do happen to our bodies, but it's fascinating. <laughs> it is. Yeah, it is. You encounter it and then you, you know, how, how are you going to come back from this? But how, it is interesting. Yeah. yeah. Not, you know, of course, you know, us in the industry were like, oh, I love working with this. Let's do this. You yeah, know? yeah. Because <laughs> like, you learn, right? I got this. Go. All yeah. right. What are we going to do? But, you know, tell me all about it. You know, I don't yeah. want to hear the gross details. Like, don't show me any <laughs> pictures of, of like surgery or anything. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. But it's it's fascinating because how do you like what do they do in rehab? How do they fix this? Like what is what's the process? Because you know I want to know if I ever encounter anything like this. If I ever encounter patella tendon injuries, how do I how do I fix that? How do I how take do care back? of that? What's something you know? And you encounter so many different injuries, so many different things because our bodies are just fascinating. They're fascinating, but they're, they're made, they sh they're made to recover. They're made to fix themselves. We just have to work at it to, to do that. Yeah, you know? definitely. Yeah. The body is brilliant. You just got to give it that, that opportunity. Exactly. Exactly. So you have owned, uh, your gyms for a long, long time. You've had many, many clients. Uh, can you give me some fun, amazing stories, things that you love about your gym, things, clients that you love, anything fun or interesting that you'd like yeah. to share? Yeah. So it's been a while. We, my brothers always joke with me that they, you know, characters, you know, say somebody's a character, they're just that they flock to me. So we've had so many interesting people throughout the years uh one the one client that's been with us actually the longest so this guy was training with me since i was in my parents basement you know back when i first started my business 2008 so i started in 2007 this guy joined in 2000 he's still here he's a special needs guy and his nickname is turkey you know so all, everybody knows him as turkey you know they call him turkey he comes in and he loves it he comes in with the chaperone but he's he's just he's like a staple at the gym he's in there three days a week it's great socially for him you know socially and emotionally so he he's been a, a great thing and my team my my staff's been amazing like i have dana uh she's been with me since dana's been with me 10 years you know she's one of my lead my facility leaders at one of the locations and she's been there for the ups and downs um she's she's been there through everything like we were one of the gyms that that opened you know in spite of the COVID stuff and you know there was a lot of uh it was uncertainty right because they didn't know i had to go through my lawyers are they liable for anything if anything happens but she's still right by my side uh you know so just really cool stuff like that we got i try to give the people and they just pop in my head but a lot of our clients will have nicknames right they just come to my head but it's just when they get a nickname you know okay you know, they're, they're going to kind of live on forever, whether they're here or not. And I've developed like one of my first clients at the first gym. 
um, he's become like family to us. He's a little bit older, you know, he's in his, he just turned 60, but he's a great mentor to me. So it's really been uh, a fascinating, fun ride. And it really, to see just what the team is doing too, how they've taken on leadership roles. Yeah, that's amazing. I know we, we, uh, made it through COVID too. And just to see how much we've grown after the fact, just the, the support of our community and the support of our clients has been pretty amazing. And uh, yeah, we get some characters, but our, our clients are pretty chill, pretty cool people, <laughs> you know? And I, I love that. I love that we have yeah. just some really amazing, cool, like just loving, caring, amazing people. And uh, it, it's just, it's a great community to have. And when you support a community, I mean, we have teachers that have been with us for, you know, as, as long as we've been open since 2008. So that, that's, wow. a, that's a testament to, that's a testament to who you are and who your Definitely. community is too, that, that people want to stick with you and be part of that community and those people around you for sure. So. Definitely. Yeah. It speaks to the culture that you created when people are with you for that long. Definitely. You know, so if anybody wants to find out more about you uh, or your books, um, they would find find you at newellstrength.com? Yeah, so they can, they can go to Newell Strength. That's more just for the gym. Mm -hmm. you know, they won't find too much about uh, you know myself there. But on my personal website, kylenewell.com, is being, it's actually being updated. It should be done at the end of this week. But right now, we've really been active on Instagram. So okay. it's at the Panda Man Official. The Panda Man the official. Panda Man official. So try to, yeah. And I, I respond, yeah, you know, I, I, I uh, correspond with everybody through the DMs there. You know, it's me corresponding directly with them. So, yeah, that, that's the best place right now to, to follow me and get in touch and ask questions. All right. Well, I'll post all I'll post all that information in my show notes as well, so people can follow you on Instagram and find your books and find information on you. So, thanks, Kyle, for coming on the show. I really appreciate it. Yeah. Thanks, Gabby. It was a pleasure. You have yeah. a great day. Okay. Thank we'll be you. in touch. Yes, definitely. And thank you, everyone, for listening. Uh, we will see you all next week.